Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And here he was, you see, a man with education, all right, being trained as a lawyer, and yet at 64 years of age in this mission, he went to the altar and got saved. And God delivered him from alcoholism. And uh, he had been instrumental since then in leading some 10 or 12 alcoholics to the Lord. Praise God, they were delivered. But he said, you know, after 30 years, I had no contact with any of my family. I haven't been able to locate any of them. I don't know whether my wife, you know, 30 years before was still alive or not. I, I'm, I've been able to, this daughter who was uh, 12 years of age, you see, which would be, of course, 42 years of age at this time. Uh, I, I don't know, you see. Huh? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. We're using for a text just the first few words of this verse. Fight the good fight of faith. Well, if there is a fight to faith or a fight of faith, then there has to be enemies to faith or hindrances to faith or else there wouldn't be any fight. You can't well, very well have a fight without enemies, can you? Or an opponent. So we're talking to you about six big hindrances to faith. The lack of knowledge of God's Word is one of the big, biggest hindrances. You know, the Bible said in Romans ten seventeen, So then faith cometh, by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So then naturally, if faith comes by hearing the Word of God, and that's what the Bible said, then naturally a lack of understanding of God's Word produces a lack of faith, you see. And actually, we, we a lot of times, you know, you hear Christian people praying for faith and so on, and actually, we're not really dealing with the problem because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's knowledge that we need, not faith. And if we receive knowledge, we'll have faith. And if we don't receive knowledge, we won't ever have faith. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then our faith grows with our understanding of the Word of God. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You don't realize how some of these things do hinder people's faith life unless you talk to people. I know in dealing with people about receiving healing, a lot of times folks said, well, yes, I know the Lord uh, promised to heal me, but you know, I just, uh, uh, 
well, they just don't have faith that the Lord will heal them because sometimes the excuse is, well, you know, I lived a terrible life before I ever got saved. But you know, the Word of God teaches that we are made new creatures in Christ Jesus and old things have passed away and the sinner receives remission of sins. In the sight of God, in other words, God looks upon the sinner when he comes and is born again, made a new creature in Christ, as though he never had done anything wrong. As though he never had done anything wrong. That's the way God looks at it. God said, I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thine iniquities. And so with God, you see, not only is the past of the sinner remitted and blotted out, but all that the sinner ever was is gone, blotted out in the sight of God. And in the sight of God, he is a new creature. And you know, that's the way, uh, that's the way really that he needs to look at it. The believer, the Christian needs to look at it. I remember hearing a radio broadcast on one occasion as I was traveling along after a Sunday night service. Actually, it was a, a Chicago radio station. I do not know what church it was because it, I never learned or they never did tell on the radio program. But uh, in the message that this minister, this pastor, for he was pastor of the church in Chicago, in his message, he used this as an illustration. He said uh, that his church maintained uh, a mission down in Chicago on what we'd call Skid Row. And, uh, of course, they had included in their church budget quite a few thousand dollars a year to maintain this mission. So he said, I just thought, because some people can't see, you know, the necessity of maybe spending the money, that on one Sunday night I'd bring one of these fellows, one of these men who had been saved, gloriously born again, become a new creature in Christ, a man who had been an alcoholic, and I would just simply bring him into the congregation and let him give his testimony. In fact, let him take uh, even up to 30 minutes if he wants to. So that uh, the church can see, you know, this one example of what is happening much in our, our mission. And so he said this gentleman that he had that he brought to the church to give his testimony had only been saved for the last three years, and now then he lived there in the mission and worked. And he had been an alcoholic. Now he gave his testimony that he was educated as a lawyer and that at 34 years of age, well, actually before 34, but... Uh, uh, he had a lovely home when he was 30 years of age and 31 years of age. Fine palatial home. He had lovely automobiles to drive. In fact, drove a Cadillac automobile. He had uh, 
Well, just everything was fine and lovely. But he drank a little bit socially, you know. He was just sure he could handle it and just kept drinking a little bit more. But finally, he became an alcoholic. And then, uh, you know, he lost here and lost there and finally just simply wasn't able to carry on in his business. And his law partners became disgusted with him and just finally had to disassociate themselves with him. His wife left him just couldn't live with him and took their only daughter, their only child with her, with them. She at that time was about 12 years of age. And he just lost everything he had until he just simply became an alcoholic. And he spent 30 years, till he's 64 years of age, just living that kind of a life. And here he was, you see, a man with education, all right, being trained as a lawyer, and yet at 64 years of age in this mission, he went to the altar and got saved. And God delivered him from alcoholism. And uh, he had been instrumental since then in leading some 10 or 12 alcoholics to the Lord. Praise God, they were delivered, you see. But he said, you know, after 30 years, I had no contact with any of my family. I haven't been able to locate any of them. I don't know whether my wife, you know, 30 years before is still alive or not. I, I'm, I've been able to, this daughter who was uh, 12 years of age, you see, which would be, of course, 42 years of age at this time. Uh, I, I don't know, you see. Uh, I've never been able to contact any of them. But anyway... The pastor said, I said to him, now, I want you to go into detail a little bit. It may shock, you know. You know, sometimes church folks, you know, they never get out into the world, and some of them do, but some of them shouldn't. They shouldn't at least. But anyway, I want you to go into detail about uh, some things that have happened in your life, how you lived. And as far as you can, even into some areas, very sordid areas of life that may, uh, may, may shock, you know, people. As far as you can in a mixed congregation. And so he went into detail on a few things that really shocked the people. And he said to the, folk, to the congregation, now I'm not with tears. I'm not telling this because I'm proud of it, because I'm not. I'm just merely saying this to show you how that God can deliver a person no matter how deep in sin they may have gone. And I regret to see all of this. But the minister said that on the front seat, right before the pulpit in the center section, there sat a young lady, actually just a, a girl, a 13-year-old girl of his congregation. The mother and the father were Christians. This young lady, just 13 years of age, but a beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, had never made any commitment to Christ. So he said this, this gentleman, an elderly gentleman, suddenly stopped now. He's 67 years of age. And he pointed to this little girl. He's talking about different things of sin that he'd been into, you see. And he pointed to this little girl and said, I'd give anything in the world, you know, if I was as clean as she is. 
the pastor said, I spoke up and said, you're a cleaner if she never has been born again. You ever stop to think about that? Yet he spoke a truth. You see, we look at things a lot of times from the natural standpoint, but God doesn't look at things from the natural standpoint. God looks at things from the spiritual standpoint. Are you listening to me now? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Our product this month, Listen to Your Heart, Hearing God in a Noisy World. This is a series of messages that I did, about six of them, on listening to your spirit, let yeah, God a, speak to your spirit. In a spirit. noisy world, yeah, yes. Hearing God in a Noisy World. Yes. This book, it's set up so it's actually good for small groups, it's good for teenage studies, it's good for devotional time because it's set up in such a way you read one chapter, well, like this chapter here is what, five pages, and then you've got eight questions to mm-hmm. answer at the end to help you to retain all of this. It's you, good for study groups, it's for good home groups. Home groups, right. and then uh, the God Kind of Faith, a CD here by my dad called The God Kind of Faith. You have to have faith. You have to believe that uh, what you're doing is correct and that God is going to come through in the situation. Yes. And it may not happen overnight, so you have to hold on to your faith and you find out how to have the God kind of faith. Both of these are $15.95. So go right there on the Internet and order these. And the announcer will tell you how you can get a hold of these. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, understanding how to fight the good fight of faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.